Music to our ears, episode 31. It's your regular dose of left field commentary on the big issues of the day in the urban music world. I'm Mr. Drew. And I'm Miss Lou. What are we talking about today? Hey, don't rush me. Don't rush me. Okay, <laughs> don't push me because I'm close to the edge. If you're not quiet, I won't trim your hedge. <laughs> Was that okay? I can't even. I can't even. There's, there's, there's three things we need to talk about okay. this pod. Three okay. main things. Hit me with it. Number one. Go ahead. Well, not in this order. It's up to you. Wrapping sons. Okay. What's that about then? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about it, but I'm more than happy to talk about it when Okay, number one. Okay, cool. Rapping sons. So it's it's rappers who are sons of rappers. Okay. Who are usually crappers. Okay. Number two, talking of children, Nick Cannon. Oh He loves children. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. He loves popping out yurts. Oh my goodness. Well, not himself, but yeah. Him just impregnate, impregnate yeah, the nation. He likes impregnating. <laughs> and I think we have to touch on T Pain. Did he ruin R and B? According to my dude Usher, he did, huh? Well, let's get into that shortly. But before okay. then, I've got a thought on the current state of R and B. Because we're both R and B fans. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that right now might be the strongest era for R&B in my lifetime. Oh, that's a really strong statement. And I didn't hit you with that prior to this because I wanted your raw Yeah, that's a strong statement. On this. And my gut reaction to that is I think you might have had a couple too many. <laughs> so well, you're saying in your lifetime, so you are like... So 90s R&B, 90s R&B. Well, here's the thing. 90s R&B is my favourite. But if I take my, my emotion out of it, take a step back and just look at the quality, the diversity and the overall output of the, the genre right now, I think it's unmatched. I actually can't keep up with all the stuff that's coming out. Okay, yes, yeah, so I think I am going to confidently disagree with you there. Okay. Because you can't take the emotion. The emotion is the, is, the most, is the most significant part of it. Oh. So I'm going to have to confidently disagree with you on How that. How confident are you? Like extremely confident because you're saying that you took your emotion out of it. Yes, I did. B- but why would you take your emotion out of it? Because the emotions is like the significant part of why you, why why we're such R&B fans from our core. Taking your emotion out of it, why would you? Why would you do that? We're not, you're not an A&R. I'm not saying I'm taking the emotion out of the music. That's that's impossible because I, I didn't make the music. Okay, well I'm, then. I'm taking my emotion out of the argument. Right. So if 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 I if I think about what R and B of the nineties means to me, right, there's a connection there that just means it's always going to be my favourite. You know. From Bobby Brown through to New Edition, through to Groove Theory, through to Soul for Real, Mary J. Blind, you can run the names off for days and days and days. 
I'm saying is now that everyone's got the power to make music as and when they want to, a lot of it's independent, a lot of it is just, you know, it doesn't have to be put together by record labels, by A&Rs. They just put it out on their own terms. You've got more quality to choose from. So 90s, early noughties R&B wasn't quality? Are you bringing noughties into it? So would you say noughties is closer to 90s? For me, what makes it quality for me is the how I relate to it. You attach kind of memories and um, the how it helped you grow. So it would be 90s and early noughties, definitely, because that was the most significant part, I think, in my life that you... But that's for that you, you as an individual. So I'm saying if you're alien that lands on this planet and you have to choose what is the most significant period of R&B or when the best music's been made, could you hand on heart say it was the 90s? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can. I think the 90s had a lot of firsts. You know, I think the thing of the producers, Teddy Riley. Setting the trend. Um, lots, Yeah, Diddy. Lots of trendsetters. Yeah. Uh, also a lot of, lots of faff, right? Stuff you can't listen to again. Can't go back and listen to it. Well, the same thing quality. can be said with any genre, I think, and any any time period. And that's what I'm, I'm thinking now. When you go back and you listen to to her, I knew you were going to say. Do you know what? In my head, I was thinking, how long is it going to take for him to say her? And it took you approximately two minutes and forty eight seconds for you to say her and i had to because you got a new album out i'll come on to that <laughs> <laughs> there's loads of guys loads of guys who maybe haven't even got to album stage but they're pushing out eps there's so much material out there i i look 90s is my favorite it's just hands down it means the most to me but i'm just wondering if you know we'll look back and we'll say this was chris brown era you know the greatest maybe maybe we'll say that and we still had usher doing his thing and we still had artists like Alicia Keys around and Mary's we still had these guys around pushing out material plus the new wave I don't want to get into it too heavy today but it's just yeah, a thought you're, that, you're taking me to a whole different place that I almost want to I feel like did he wake up today and chose violence to speak to me about this because this is too much actually violence. Well, I've got to take it there. yeah because I'm like what no, nah 90s early noughties they it set the trend in terms of R&B and I don't think you would get the artists that you're talking about today without the 90s so it's that's, that's evolution be, you wouldn't have the artists of 90s without 70s so deeply impacted yeah but I just in terms of R&B wise I think that it lost it's lost its way for, for a significant period of time it's lost its it's lost its way and now, yes, I do agree. There has there is some good material out there. Some good artists. There's some quality, you know, R and B. Grammys may not think so, but there's some quality R and B artists and number and various numbers of them. Um, then there was, you know, five ten years ago. I, I I completely get that, but sorry, that's my opinion. And that's what it's about. It's about opinions. You have one. I have one. You know, I know, and it's like. But I can look back at a number of, which is still being played today, a number of um, 90s or early noughties R&B songs that are classics, that are timeless. And the ones today, maybe they will be, but I would not be able to put any money on it to say, mm, maybe in 10 years time, 
that's what our, our children are going to be saying, talking how we're talking about today's R and B, about like the nineties and the noughties. I, I think Mina like, Noah, Mina Noah about them thing there. I think the nineties is almost a brand when you talk about nineties R and B. <laughs> like people have t-shirts or caps, you know. I love a nineties, whatever. So it, it comes wrapped in all of the cultural uh, decoration around that that period of time. But yeah, it, I think we should we should get into it deeply. Maybe in a, a future pod. And maybe we'll have someone come and comment and give their opinion. Okay, so now I've riled you a little bit. Let's talk about some new releases. There's plenty of, so many, so many. So Raheem Devon, he's got a new album out, Lovesick. Very, very nice. Obviously going to touch on her, back on my mind. Brand new album. It's got 21 tracks, which yeah. is far too many. <laughs> she fell Yawning into the trap. Already. She fell into the trap, but it's, it's just... So many outstanding moments on that. So, guys, please check that out. Her back on my mind. Uh, Children of Zeus wasn't everything I expected it to be. Wasn't everything I expected it to be. The album is called Balance. Uh, those two guys from Manny been doing their thing for quite a while on the come up. And I thought they were going to come with a big bang. This one hasn't quite hit, but still worth listening. Doja Cat just released her new album, Planet Her. She's really interesting to me because she's so versatile. Are you a Doja Cat fan? Um, I think I am. I think I am because she, like you say, she, yeah, she is interesting. She, she's entertaining and I'm always just curious. I find myself sometimes just watching her Instagram videos or, mm. and I'm not one of these people that watch Instagram lives too much. If I see someone on Instagram live, I'll be like, okay, I'm not that person that generally goes on there. But for some reason, I remember one time a few weeks ago watching a Dojo Cat Instagram live when she was just doing her makeup and <laughs> playing a tune and listening to songs. And it was the most, if you say on, on paper, it would sound so boring, but she just... She's it's, so. It's aura, I don't know. It's something so about compelling. her that makes me want to just watch her, and I'm just. She's like, so compelling. So I don't know if I'm gonna go all out and say, "Yeah, I'm a fan," but yeah, I mess with her. I've only given you um, one listen, but you just touched so many bases, and she actually crafted the songs well. It was really good when it was good, and then tacky in parts when it was tacky. But it's what you expect of her. She's that type of artist that when I listen to her song. I always find myself thinking, oh, I would love to see her perform that live. Yeah. Or I can't wait to see she's, her. She's a born performer. Yeah. She started on YouTube, right? Some yeah. weird stuff. I remember seeing so some been a bit video a, or something. Yeah, she's always been a bit of a show pony. Yeah. That, that cow tune did my head in. But, you know, fast forward a few years and she's she's actually credible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's rewinding a bit, but I've not talked about Jack James. And his outstanding Joyride EP. Six tracks on that one. Came out maybe late March, I want to say. That has to be in your collection. If you don't like Chuck James, I don't think you like contemporary R&B at all. And then looking forward to the new Snow Allegra. which leaked her, her first single. So, I know you're also a fan of the, the Young Bane record out with... Is Steph it, London. With Steph London. Okay, yeah, sorry. Skip my mind for a second. Yeah, um, I'm liking. He's also um, released some snippets of some forthcoming singles. I must be for a forthcoming album that's uh, coming out, which I'm liking. Um, very relieved and refreshing to 
what he had previously put out. I think he just took it in a bit of a, I don't know, it was all quite very, um, very kind of gang. But he's a bit of a split personality music. Yeah, I I get it. But I I can't, yes, but I can't, I, I, I personally can't receive it. Yeah, I I know. But where where do you think he's going to take it with his new album? From what you've heard. I think he's going back to why I liked him in the first place. You know, going back to the, you know, needed time, maximum, like those types of vibes. I like I like that. I like that. The mushy ladies vibes. Yeah. I mean, his the current single, Birthday, you know, you just, you can't go wrong when you're just <laughs> talking about a gal and, you know, how you're going to, how good you're treating the gal and it's going to, you know, it's a birthday Monday through Sunday. I'm, I'm all about it. And because it's cancer season, <laughs> I was like, okay. I can mess with this. Go ahead, young Wayne. Yeah, I think that's the R&B equivalent of low-hanging fruit, a tune about a birthday. But yeah, it's nice. Oh. Okay, so. Shade. No, no, sh- no, sh- no shade no, thrown. No shade thrown whatsoever. It's, you know, he spoke to his A&R, and they're like, yeah, this is good. You're good for this. Do whatever else you want, but you're good for this. It's, this can launch us. It's doing well. Okay, so let's get into the bit of a debate. We came here for people. I mean, you already had a snippet, didn't you? Yeah. But let's talk rapping sons. Rapping sons. Thank you. Should have got you to record that special before we came on. I like that. So why are we talking about rapping sons? Why? Because you sent me a link a few days ago, maybe a couple of weeks ago. I actually can't remember why we're talking about rapping sons. Because you sent me a link for Tom Hanks's son. Oh yeah, yeah. Clearly, Tom Hanks is uh, not a rapper, but yeah. he, but his son is. <laughs> Chet okay. Hanks. It's it's one of that. He's he's a weird one. Like he's a weirdo all around. I'd say he he wants to be distanced from his dad in terms of you know he's his own guy to the point where. He's actually called himself Hanks with an X, as in Hanks, as opposed to A-N-K-S. Don't know why he did that. Why did he do that, Miss Lou? Maybe he's trying to he's trying to diss himself from his dad because maybe he feels he wouldn't be accepted, you know, via the hip hop music industry. <laughs> maybe <laughs> he feels that it would be easier. If people didn't know, but actually, I think that would be your USP, a very good USP, to be fair with you. I wonder if he's going to be more accepted by the hip hop community for that, given the the nature of his material. He's made a special declaration. I think we we need to hear about it. Hey guys, um, look, I just wanted to tap in really quick. I just got this feeling, man, um, that this summer is uh, it's about to be a white boy summer. You know, what? Take it how you want. I'm not talking about like Trump, uh, you know, NASCAR type white. I'm talking about, you know, you know, me, um, John B, John B. Jack Harlow type white boy summer. You know, John I mean? you know, B. You guys uh, can vibe with that and uh, get ready, you know, because I am. So it's official, Miss Lee. It's about to be a white boy summer. Chet Hanks, son of Tom, told you so. Thoughts, please. White boy, but why is he bringing? Why is he bringing John B into it? Why is he bringing a veteran into it? John B is. I bet if you call up John yard, B, he's yeah, like, I, I don't want any of that. He's, no, let's he's not his yard. He's on tour. He's, he's not. Yeah. He's, he's not talking about white boy summer. <laughs> he's on tour. 
Oh man, why didn't he come out with this before we interviewed John B? And we could have asked John B. Oh, I would have loved to have asked him that. I mean, would you mind if it's a white boy summer? Let me tell you something. Do you want me to go deep with it? Let, we, me, we, let me let me just go deep hot, with it. We had a hot girl summer last year with. Let me tell Megan. you something. Is it a white boy summer, honey? It's been a white boy <laughs> uh, history. It's been a white boy. Is <laughs> about white boy summer? And that's They're probably like, why he's oh, lost. All the doggone summers. He's Let's lost. be real, okay? About a white boy summer, please. Y'all I'll be, ain't seasonal. <laughs> I'll be honest, Miss Lou. I don't think that Papa Hanks, Tom. Is probably going to endorse that. Man ain't endorsing just, that. Just a feeling I've got. I've not seen any endorsement of his son's career. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> so maybe far. that could be because the son has could have been very strong in saying he doesn't want that to happen. Right, right, could right, be. right. So maybe it's like, listen, dad, don't. So it's similar to from what you see with Denzel Washington and his actor son. And his, his actor son is like, look, no matter what I do, even if I try to step away from it and to be seen as my own person, I'm always going to be Denzel's son. That's the, it's, it's just how it is. That's it's just, just how, how you got to accept you, it. You just got to accept it. And then you just got to, you know, you've got to know that you're going to have to work harder because you need to prove your worth. But you, it's, it's just one of those acceptance things. Well, but when you go so out of your way, when you go so out of your way to distance yourself from your, you know, it brings famous more attention, relative. It. Exactly. It's, it's, I think it's very counterproductive. It's the, it's the Solange phenomenon. Oh, my. I'm you not, know, I was going to say no that. I'm no one's younger sister. To... I am Solange. But anyway, clearly Chet Hanks is not an example of the son of a rapper, but he is interesting enough, right? So <laughs> that's why I thought I'd mention him. But there are a few rappers who have sons who have gone on to have... Mm, mediocre impact, let's say. I can't think of one who's just smashed it, though. Neither can I. And I'm really trying to think. As you were saying that, I'm thinking, surely there's got to be one. A, a rapper, and then their son also is a rapper, and the son's also doing okay. So Justin Combs is doing okay because his dad's a billionaire. And because he looks like his dad. But... <laughs> Hold on. I don't Wait. Th- no, but Justin isn't a he's not the rapper. He's not the rapper, son. Oh, You're talking is? about Christian. Oh Christian. Oh. <laughs> get them in the mix. <laughs> you gotta lie. I'm like a DJ, get them in the mix. <laughs> Christian is the he's you're talking about the son that he's had with, with the late Kim Porter. To be honest, I don't know, do I? Yeah, yeah okay. So it's the he's the, the he took the son that he yeah. Christian is the rapper that King, looks like him. King Combs. King Combs, yeah. Is his name King? No, no, his, his name's name? Christian, but his, his, his stage name is King. Right. King Combs. Well, I don't think he's going to be crowned anytime soon because there's no album on the way. He's not someone who's going to shift a lot of units. I think his dad knows it. And he'll probably end up being an A&R or something. What do you think? Oh, that is, that's quite savage a little bit. That's a little savage. He had, he had, he had the tune with uh, Chris Brown, but Chris Brown raises everyone up, so... Then he had I'm the not... tune with Tiana Taylor. It's all right. That's true. That's true. That was that's a decent true. tune. Okay. The thing is with Christian is, yes, he's okay. He, Has his career got legs? Wait. He's all right. You know. He's all right. He's, he's, but the he thing is, right. he looks too much like Diddy. And it's almost like he's 
modelled himself off of his dad. <laughs> like it's almost like he went through the Diddy factory and came out, and he's like, okay, I got the looks, and like, actually, I'm gonna sound like him. I'm gonna have his kind of the the same swag, the same. It's too much. It's too much alike. And his dad, his dad must be looking at it a bit. Mm, that's a bit cringe. No, I don't know. I think Diddy might be he's, quite instrumental. He's in pushing his... it. He's pushing it. Yeah. So I, I think I think that might be yeah, why. He's a bit he's of a marketing man, so I'd be surprised if he's not behind it. To be fair, you're right. But then you've got um, the elder son, who's not his biological son, Albie Shaw's son, Diddy's mm. stepson, Quincy. Mm. He's he, he's an artist. He's a, but he's not rapping. He's oh. more of a singing. Oh, kind of... lots of examples of singing children oh right okay who, who but we're specifically thing, but, talking about rapping but okay with, you know what i've missed the brief you know sorry. i think i think part of it comes down to the nature of why so many rappers get through a door in the first place and that's off the back of struggle trying to make it out of a place yeah but the picking our struggle there's no struggle there when no when, when when you're laying on egyptian cotton sheets <laughs> when you're sipping prosecco for breakfast <laughs> When you're getting fresh trainers every day. Yeah. When you're getting an Uber to the studio. Yeah. And as much studio time as you want. Yeah. Studio time is not a grind. You don't have to grind for it. You don't have to. Uh, yeah. When you're born with the money, the holes and the clothes. Oh, okay. Well, not born with, but they, they're forthcoming before you've achieved anything. It's difficult, man. Yeah. You can't. It's and I, I think that's. Part of it. Yeah, I think you've actually hit the nail on the head. There. Well, thank you. I only I just thought that of that is, right now. Yeah, that is actually true. They don't have any struggle, so yeah, they're not going to be because a lot of the great stories you hear about with rap. Take take any great rapper, any great rapper. Say LL Cool J, DMX, if you want to call him a great rapper. Any anyone you choose has a really strong story. Like. Damn, you went through that. T.I. We've all seen the documentaries. Yeah, well, they go through stuff that you shouldn't be going through at that age. They mm. deal with stuff. These are guys who, yeah, they went through emotional turmoil and lost people, but they also hustled. Yeah. And that's, that's a big part of being a credible rapper, I think. But anyway, this someone else that came to mind, didn't Rev Run's son have a rapping career for yeah, like two minutes? short-lived JoJo. Jojo was no no. It was a no no, Jojo. Oh but now he's more behind the scenes in terms of like uh, I think he's got his own is it production or entertainment kind of company and um, bringing other artists kind of up. Um, but yeah, not I don't think that was for him. You, you, it's hard, especially when you've also not only is your dad a rapper, but he's an icon as well that's that's it's going to be a problem it's going to be a problem like i think of sir carter and i just think just let's not let's sir carter can never be a great rapper yeah he's not he's not no sir yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she like that one i'm back <laughs> it can't happen for him because he his dad has spent <laughs> half his career talking about how he came up from nothing yeah so so carter unless he goes to drug dealing school Unless he gets a drug dealing school, and that probably, I wouldn't know, probably happens <laughs> online now. <laughs> he's not going to, he, he's not going to be on the corner. He's not going he's, he's not, not to have any reference material to draw upon <laughs> to say, yeah, <laughs> this is my struggle. Uh, yeah. All all of our UK rappers we, we hold dear went through stuff. Yeah. 
all of them. And it's the same in the US, obviously. But we, we talked about T.I., but T.I.'s um, son, the money. let's not talk about the, what, why they named their children hey? this. You're going to tell me he's a rapper as well? <laughs> he's a rapper, he's definitely He's definitely a crapper. <laughs> Come on. No, but he's not that bad, actually. In, term, actually. in terms of... So I've seen him perform. I've heard his stuff a bit. And I actually think I didn't get that same oh my gosh, please put the mic down and move away. Like I did like hearing Jaden Smith. I just think, what the hell? Is he a but, rapper? Well, he's like an artist. He, well, he talks. So he must, I would say rapper, uh, loosely. But Damani, I was like, oh, if you just get a move past the name, the ridiculous name and, you know, you think. I've not I, seen him before. Can is you sh- right? I've not seen him before. Can you show me the money? <laughs> Off the top of the dome, B. Off the top of the dome. You don't you, know about my struggle. Wait, you just said about beforehand, you said about well, Diddy's son, and you're like, oh, King Coombs. His name's not King, is it? I said, no, that's his stage name. But, honey, the other son, T.I.'s son, who's also an artist, is called King. That's his name, King oh, Harris. Oh, come on. That's his actual, that's his actual birth name. He has a son called King. Yeah, that's the, he's younger than Damani. <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> I think we've 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 spoken about stupid names before. They just keep, they just keep. Oh, there's new on. examples I every think, week. I think Ti might win. He's got the money, King, hang on, Ares, hang, hang on. That's w- his youngest daughter winning like outright against other celebs. What about oh, no. No, maybe. Jermaine Jackson? Who's Jermaine? Ja- oh, Jermaine, Your Majesty. Your Majesty. Oh, I don't know. That that maybe he's just got one kid with a stupid name, but but what about? Usain Bolt. Oh, come on, hit me. Olympia Lightning Bolt. Who do you think is going to be more successful? <laughs> Just based off the names. Or or his son, Usain Bolt's son, Thunder Bolt. Oh, wow. <laughs> Middle name's got to be Cat. <laughs> Thunder Cat Bolt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Do you know what? That's almost, it's a little, ain't that a little bit? Abusive, no? I'd say so. <laughs> I'd definitely see once I got to the appropriate age. <laughs> oh my gosh. I thought it was a hoax. It ain't no hoax. Man's so proud, posting it all up on his socials. I'm like, well, okay. Oh yeah, with the contrived pose of his wife. So anyway, I was just thinking as we were talking, is there anyone, have I missed anyone? I think the closest I can think of to a success is Romeo. Like, he actually had an album out. Oh, yeah. Son of Master P. Oh. Oh. You need to talk as well. So, <laughs> but you know, no one can remember his songs, right? Who? Romeo. Oh my gosh, I can't. But yeah. I know he was massive. No, nah, Romeo's done. So I, oh, I do, th- I do think this dude set me up. Man, <laughs> set me up <laughs> and trapped me in this bad joke. <sighs> this bad joke of a mate. What is in that? The was bad a bad joke, joke trap, and you can't get no, out. No, I it. can't get out. All right. So yeah, I'm struggling, man. I, I know Romeo had an album or two, but. Yeah, listeners, if you can think of anyone else we've missed, let us know. But please let us know because even I, if I there is other people who have released material who've had a bit of success, I don't think there's anyone outstanding. No, there's no outstanding middle class rappers around here. <laughs> none that will, none that matches or comes close to their 
Oh, no, don't think so. No. Don't think so. Also, do you know why the money, mm. Harris, why he probably did Because I actually understood every single word he said when he rapped. Unlike his father. I think that's why, I think that's T.I.'s, one of his biggest kind of selling points is that you don't know what the hell he was saying. I think I think that's unfair. Like certain songs, bubble. If you go back to like his uh, like when he he's, first came he's, out, his he early slurs songs, a bit. I'm just like, what huh? you about? yeah. What you think? But you know what he's saying? No, I don't. I don't. In his early songs, I don't. But I know that I messed with it. I was like, yeah, okay, I can get with this because the melody and then the swag and the thing. I was like, okay. Because be fair, be fair. Though. People in the south will probably understand what he's saying. Come on, Miss Lou. I, th- I, I think you'd be unfair. Be fair because. He does rap as though as he talks, doesn't he? Yeah, and you can yeah. understand it because he, he slows down for a lot of his lyrics. Yes, now maybe. I'm talking his early stuff. Go to oh, his right. first album okay. and tell me if you can understand everything. Like, thank the Lord for, what do you call them things there, the um, lyrics, the lyric, you know, where you can get the lyrics up online because if this was back in the day, like Top of the Pops day, and you got you have to listen to that. Tune oh, let's be you fair. You'd you'd have sleeve notes if it was back in the day. Then you'd still I be. I don't even think he would. He'd still get be like, "What the notes. hell?" <laughs> I don't think he would get sleeve notes. Okay, so guys, if if you can think of any rapping sons that are any good, at least as good as Chet Hanks, let us know. So let's keep it on the subject of kids, Miss Lou. I don't. Okay. Want, I don't anymore. But I, was, I was about to let's say. Let's talk why? about Nick Cannon. Oh, listen. Because um, when we talk about people with too many kids, <laughs> I struggle with three. That's the truth. <laughs> I think once you get over two point two, it's an issue. Once you're over two point two kids, it's an issue because you you will struggle to keep a handle on what the hell they're doing. But also, people get blurred with the whole if you've got money. So that if you've got money, so obviously Mm, Nick Cannon's got money. mm. So it's like, well, he's got money; he can take care of his kids. So just leave him, let him be. Yeah, he can financially take care of his kids. I get that, but seven kids, boo with how many different baby mothers is like but can you really it's not just about financially back back up it's on excel say back the fuck up and talk to me about nick cannon the situation right now because many people like me before i spoke to you today would be aware of the twins with mariah carey they got stupid names too um, rock and row, isn't it? So yes. No, wait. But, Monroe and Morocco. So definitely yes. But after that, <laughs> it's not. Tell, tell us about his history of giving so children got, to the world. Hold on. So he's so Mariah Carey's obviously the first baby mother, and then he's then he had another child, which made it with another lady, and then he had a fourth with another. That's three. Got three baby mothers. And then the fourth baby mother is current set of twins who were born, I don't know, what, a week ago, a couple of weeks ago. And then he's got, uh, he's dating a model currently called Alyssa Scott, who is about to drop his seventh child. So he's had more kids than albums. This is crazy. This is. (laughs) And, um, I think the majority of this was done during lockdown. He's had more kids than hits. He's had more kids than hits. Hmm. Is this true? You know, he's he's clever in other departments to make his, his peak. He's extremely clever and necessary and important in other departments. So if you think about the Wild and Out, the roster of names that he has 
made or helped in terms of their careers flourish. Who? Who's he helped? Um, D. Ray Davis, Atheon Rocket. Oh, um, sorry, I was thinking DC times. Young Fly, Jess Hilarious, Justina Valentine, um, Chico Bean, so you're, you're Cat Williams. Comedians. Yeah, right. that have come. They, they, they all started from Wild and Out. Sorry, I thought you were talking musicians. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. There's... So yeah, okay. They're, they're also some of those comedians are also artists too, like DC Young Fly, Justina Valentine. They've all they've got also got songs. Kind of out. Okay. Just hilarious. So let's let's bring it back to the kids. So he's he's got seven in total. I want to read some names out to you because having too many kids, right? It's, it's not a joke. It's not a joke for the kids because for a lot of them they have absent no, fathers, not. right? Yeah, yeah. Because I was googling <laughs> artists with too many kids. <laughs> oh my gosh! Here's what going back. Bob Marley, eleven children. Eleven children. I mean, that's a football team. Master P, nine kids. Shorty Lowe, R.I.P. Died at 40, I think. Had his first kid at 17. He clocked up 11 children. Damn. <laughs> Old dirty bastard. Lived up to his name. 13 children. Damn. Oh, yeah, that's... I remember. How many of those could have had a relationship with him? DMX, 15 kids. Ooh. He was once interviewed and they, they did challenge him to say, can you name all your kids? He couldn't, couldn't do it. He couldn't name all his children. Couldn't name it. I mean, I struggle sometimes, but <laughs> I get I get it mixed up. But he couldn't do it. Oh, no, that's, I won't lot. That's sad. That's actually sad. Well, I'm getting better. But 15 <laughs> kids. So, top of the pops Dude, with too many kids. Hold on, 15 kids? Yeah, top of the pops with too many kids is DMX. And unfortunately... All black, mostly rappers. Oh, wow. What's going on? Yeah. It's not a good thing. No, it's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. Does it look worse on the guys who have too many kids or the women who are happy to let them pop in and then pop out the kids? Well, I would say... Because Future's another one, right? So women just let him in. <laughs> Literally. He's got too many. How many has he got? I don't know. Not Not on this level, but... You know, I'm, I'm talking as a as a theme, right? What is it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's maybe I don't know. I think I'd look at it as as both. To be honest with you, I don't know. I would. I just would. That would be such a put off for me. Like, why would you want to end up being a statistic of a baby mother? Mm. And it's not like a lot of these ladies are, like, are, are, are bums or got nothing going for them. I mean, take Sierra. Yeah, I don't know. Future must. I don't know. He must be. I'm, so, I'm sure she could. She she go back in the past. And... Golden penis or something. I don't mm. know. What, me turning the kid girl stupid out here. Trying to drop some bands here. So I was going to say, I'm sure she could. She go back in the past and change her future. The thing is, I knew you were gonna. That's why I was trying to. Right. You're trying to help it. me out. Yeah, because I already got in the pit. It's a bad <laughs> joke. <laughs> <laughs> the you Mr. Are, Drew bad you're holding joke firm. You're so like, I didn't, I'm not going to be I didn't wanna, pushing that. Yeah, I didn't want to go back in the pit again. But yeah, I don't know who I look at. Who I look the mo- maybe the man. Maybe I do look at the man the, the worst out of situation. I do. I do think to the uh, in terms of well, I just think why if you if if you get with a dude who's already got four plus baby mothers. Actually, to be fair, even if he's got more than two, it's a bit of a 
issue, no? Oh, come on, no. Because it works for some people. You find the right person. You've both been on a journey. It hasn't okay, quite Okay, four out. plus. <clears throat> it number. <laughs> say, say I pop my clogs tomorrow, right? And you meet the man of your dreams, like a souped-up version of Mr. Drew. I know, hard to believe. But let's say he comes into your life. He's like, okay, let's say he's got five. He's got five children yeah, already. five children. Yeah, but, no, but he's perfect in every other way. Yeah, no, but that's different. That's different. Oh, okay. Because I'm not looking to have any children with you. I'm not oh, having a, any more children I with see, you. I see, I see, I see. What I'm saying is, if you're a woman and you get with a dude and, you know, why would you want to be another baby mother? Get ya. Okay, so you're saying equal responsibility, equal blame. Equal blame for me on the man and the woman. But, yeah, I don't know. I look at the man and just think, why do you continue to make so much? I suppose I'd probably look at the man more, actually, blame the man more. Because why are you repeating? Why have you got so many different baby mothers? Whereas that baby mother, the fifth or the sixth or the seventh baby mother... That could be that could potentially be her only baby father. Maybe it's religious reasons. I don't like contraception. Don't know. They're stupid because I get you don't like contraception, but you don't believe in contraception. But that there's a key factor in that is that that's with your wife. That's with your partner you're ah, married to. Right. So let's keep it moving. Now on to T Pain. Talking of things ending, he thought his career was going to end at one point, didn't he? Teddy Pendergrass done. Okay, let's have a listen to what he said stopped him in his tracks when he was at the peak of his powers whilst on a flight back to the USA with Usher. T-Pain says he fell asleep and was woken up by a flight attendant who said that Usher would like to speak with him. So I got up and went back and it was like, uh, you know, how's everything going? Quick small talk, no big deal. And... Um, he was like, man, I want to tell you something, man. I was like, what's, what's, what's good? I thought he was about to tell me something real. He sounded real concerned. He was like, man, you kind of kind of f***ed up music. The rapper explains that he thought Usher was joking at first, so he laughed. But according to T-Pain, Usher allegedly doubled down on his comment. I didn't understand. Usher was my friend. He was like, nah, man, you really like, you really f***ed up music for real singers. Literally at that point, I couldn't listen. Is he right? Did I, did I f*** this up? Did I f*** up music? I don't even think I, I realized this for a long time. That's the very moment that started like a four-year depression for me. Okay, so Miss Lee, <laughs> did T-Pain ruin R&B? Is it true? No, he didn't. I Not even know. a little, little bit. No, he didn't because people. Are using... I know he ruined music. That's what I just said. <laughs> no, real singers for singers. He ruined it for singers. For um, singers, like real singers. He he, he ruined it. That's what he. That's I what mean, I was saying. We always had good that's singers, shit singers. It's too harsh. All he did was use auto tune. Yeah, but auto tune's been going from time. Teddy Riley rinsed out auto tune. Yeah, what do you think Usher that... would have come out? Teddy Riley like that. Usher wouldn't come out of Teddy Riley. At the end of the day, I think what happened was Usher, he was just, do you know what I don't also, what with the story, when Tell I read the story, Lee. when I read that whole story is, and when T-Pain was going <laughs> saying about it, and Usher, the man woke T-Pain out of his sleep. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> now he didn't even personally come to him and he got somebody to wake T-Pain out of his sleep 
and say, Usher wants to talk to you in the back. Hmm. Man's in deep sleep, yeah? What do you want to do? Flight. Put in an outlet request? But I'm like... You've got to ask him at some point. Yeah, but why then? Wait for the man to just have his nap now. Wait for him to wake up. Like, so, 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 so he was a bit disorientated. He had less chance to come back. That's, That's what why. I'm saying. And then Usher come and, 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 and drop that on him. That Are you saying that was a bitch move by Usher? Is that what you're saying? I'm just saying, I don't know what he had going he's on at the moment. Like punk. Uh, do you know what I think what happened? What happened? Let's just try and tally up when this... He, he put out a dud album, <laughs> a disrespectful <laughs> album to his fans. Yeah, to his true core fans. Me talk about myself. You see? And he was thought, why did I do this? And he was just a bit annoyed with himself. Yeah. yeah, he needed a scapegoat. And he's like, oh, actually, I know why I didn't do well. Not that because it was a trash of an album, but because T-Pain ruined. He, ru- he ruined it for these real singers. Yeah. Everybody's looking for the autotune. Yeah. And that's why, no, Usher, it was because it was rubbish. T-Pain didn't ruin nothing. T-Pain, I mean, I'm sorry that he had to feel that. Because he said that that was a start of his it wasn't the reason he's not blaming usher for his four-year depression but he when he looks back he feels that that was the start of him starting to feel really low and then it just went all downhill like a whole catalogue of things that happened but i don't like i didn't like the fact he mentioned it and and put it like that to say it was the start of my depression almost because people that aren't reading between the lines are like okay he triggered it, evil usher. And then we look at the comments. That's kind of what it tallies up to in people's minds. Mm. You're in an industry where you're going to face criticism. That's part of it. You're going to face people who like what you do, don't like what you do, think what you do is trash, think what you do is fantastic. Sometimes you get praise and smoke blown up your ass. And sometimes you'll get people who just want to kill your name. So to have one comment like that trigger your depression, maybe it did, but... I don't think it was a helpful comment to make. He was still in pain, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) This is is a bit shaky. We're on shaky ground here. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I I do think that um, Usher, apart from having a shit album, he also was someone who adopted that auto-tune thing, didn't he? Later on down the line. When he did his doosh, 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 EDM. uh, Oh my gosh. Wasn't that auto-tune all over the place? Yeah. All yeah. in your face, yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't feel to mention that, and uh, he went off and did that after, I guess, making his comment. I don't feel any less though towards us. I still, that's still my dude, still love it. Love him. <laughs> what you say about it, been working on his sleep, I find it quite funny now. Just, I'm just, just working on his sleep. I'm like, I should come up low, man. Let the <laughs> sleep because you're both artists at that time. You know the importance of being able to get your two little, you know, your little nap, your little shot eye in, you know, while she's there traveling. He's just, he's just but there and he's sleep, you know. He ain't minding his own business. Having a little sleep. kiss, kiss, snapping his fingers. Oh my gosh. And then Usher wakes him up. He's... No, but Usher didn't wake him up. Oh, Usher one, sent one, someone one of his guys. to wake him up. Like, that's deep. You're sending someone. And I thought you two were brethren. Mm. You two meant to be brethren. a small jet. You could have walked over. Just, <laughs> there, we weren't no social distancing at that time. I don't believe so. Just, come on now, man. I mean... At least didn't text him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting up out of my man, seat. You ruined <laughs> the music. Thanks. But it's true. But we're also just hearing one side of the story. You don't know how it went. Maybe, you know, there could be also a chunk where Usher could have just, Usher might have just said, look, yo, man, pain, man, you may, 
you're making it hard for us singers, man. Our real mm-hmm. singers out mm-hmm. here because you're killing the game with this auto tune. Maybe that's what he might and, have and said. And he heard, oh, Yo. you're <laughs> killing music. Oh no! Because he just woke up, so he was disoriented. <laughs> he didn't know. He didn't know what was going on. Yeah, so he could have had one, two drink. It wasn't to Usher's benefit to wake <laughs> him up because he misinterpreted what he was saying. I should have said that. Okay. And he's reading the article. He's like, "No, no, no, no!" I was giving you props. <laughs> what would you do if do, do, uh, Usher does an interview and he says that? That's what he actually did. What meant? Well, that's I'd, what he said. I'd like him not to say it because I'd, <laughs> I'd like him to have said, nah, <laughs> what is this doody you're doing with the vocals? And then I want to hear his side of the story. Because <laughs> then it means he went into depression for nothing. You know, just because he's got poor hearing or <laughs> because he didn't get enough sleep that, that particular night on the plane back. It was... And that would be a waste. So this is... let's hope that he did say that shit about him. To his face, disrespected him <laughs> really hardcore and got the guy to wake him up out of his sleep. <laughs> and and drop the mic there. Because what you don't hear, I'm I'm oh. sad the interviewer didn't press T Pain on this, right? <laughs> Why did your eyes just go so wide? Your eyes went wide like you're really bad. It's what I do when I'm about to force home a point. Okay, all right, go on. <laughs> <laughs> I did my scary eyes. Also known as my seductive glare. <laughs> so what I'm disappointed about also is that he didn't finish off the conversation because there's no frigging way it ended like that. Oh, by the way, you're ruining music. Okay, thank you. I'll go back to my seat now. <laughs> what happened after that? Was this, was this actually part of your dream? This sounds like, yeah, because it to me it doesn't make sense because if you two are brethrens, yeah, you must be brethrens because you're on the same, you're on a private jet together. Like, so you must be brethrens. Like, why would you also send someone to come and wake you up and to call you in the back? Like, that sounds like almost like a headmaster, isn't it? Mm. Like a like a student or. Yeah, like but a... maybe he'd pay for the flight. He's on his jet. <laughs> maybe. So like, you know what? I'm not getting out of my seat. What he did. You know how on the plane, the first class, you have first class, you press a button, ding. <laughs> yes, can I help you, sir? Yeah, can I get a bottle of champagne, some of your finest caviar, and send T-Pain over? I want a conversation. <laughs> right away, sir. Oh, my God. Maybe it was one of them flexes, you know, because he, you know, he's Usher at the end of the day. I guess we'll never know until Usher decides to do this <laughs> If I did get a chance to interview, that would be my first question. <laughs> please finish the no, conversation. No, no, please finish the conversation because it couldn't have ended like this. What happened after you told him that he ruined music? I don't, I don't at this stage, I don't want to know why. Just finish the conversation for me. How, how was that? Pay. Let me see. I'm T Pain. Exactly. You I'm, be, you be you. I'm, I'm Pain. You're Ursh. Oh, gosh. No, but remember, he didn't say ruined music, he said ruined it for the real singers. Okay. By the way, it wasn't flattering or complimentary, was it? Ah, ah, just for raw singers, right? It's okay then. The thing is, T Pain can sing. He's actually a good. He's singer. such a good singer. Yeah. Did you see the Tiny Desk concert with him? So good. Yeah, he's one of the best vocalists. He's he's a really good singer. But he just so chooses to use the audio. It's fine. It's it's fine. When he, he when he on every, he doesn't use it on every. Not so much, but when he when he did it. That was just like a signature move. Yeah. It, it wasn't to mask anything. Yeah. 
think it I think it worked. I liked it. You know, I didn't think, oh my gosh, you oh, I mean, what a tune overload because he can't sing. I no, no, no. And no one thinks, for example, Jamie Foxx can't sing, right? Yeah. But Blame It is one of the biggest R&B tunes of the noughties. Yeah. And it just worked. It just works. And no one, no one thinks Cher can't sing. But yeah. her biggest tune is Believe. And that was all auto-tuned out. And when I think of that, I think... Why the hell didn't J-Lo? Why don't, don't she just use some old tune? Oh my goodness, we're taking it there. I'd rather you didn't pick a note right now. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. Because one of the kids is working up. It's late at night. I'm not feeling as sexy as I usually would. <laughs> so guys, make sure. Mm. Make sure. You follow us. Mm-hmm. Please do. Instagram, Twitter. At music2 underscore out ears. Please like, subscribe. And leave a five-star rating if you're listening through Apple because it helps immensely. In the meantime, if you want to listen to some quality R&B music, you can follow me on the world of Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash DJ Mr. Drew. Follow me and the alerts will pop up when I pop up. And I'm going to be popping up, baby. It's Twitch, bitch. Oh, nice. You've been saving that? No, isn't that a thing? No, isn't that a Twitch in, in what world? Oh, <laughs> In what marketing material do you think they would have used that term? It's Twitch bitch. Because <laughs> it rhymes. Oh no, that's Britney. Oh, it's it's Britney bitch. Oh, oh similar, sorry, sorry, similar, sorry, similar. Sorry, sorry but not Britney really similar. <laughs> so let's wrap up on that note. Okay, sorry. Okay, I'm out. I've had I've had too many asties. Oh gosh, other sparkling wines are available. Hmm. We'll see you next time, Mr. Drew out. And bye, Miss Lou.